This is your End Time Prophecy Update with W. Dean Shook. Do you think the media is biased? Maybe they're leaving something out, or there's something they're not telling you. Now, you have a source for the truth in the news. W. Dean Shook, End Time News. Your connection to the signs of the times. And welcome to your update of the news the mainstream media is never going to tell you. I'm your host, W. Dean Shook. Thank you very much for being here. Stick with me through this entire update because I've got a story at the end of this that's going to make you say, no way. You're going to love this one. Let's start with Greenpeace co-founder. No scientific evidence of man-made global warming, according to the Daily Caller who's reporting. Greenpeace co-founder Patrick Moore said there's no scientific evidence that human activity is causing the planet to warm. Moore argued that the current argument that the burning of fossil fuels is driving global warming over the past century lacks scientific evidence. He added that the Earth is in an unusually cold period and some warming would be a good thing. He said there's no scientific proof that human emissions of carbon dioxide are, are the dominant cause of the minor warming on Earth's atmosphere over the last hundred years. According to Moore's prepared testimony, he said, Today we live in an unusually cold period in the history of life on Earth, and there's no reason to believe that a warmer climate would be anything but beneficial for humans and the majority of other species. It's important to recognize, in the face of dire predictions about 2 degrees Celsius, rise in global warming averages, that humans are tropical species, Moore said. We evolved at the equator in a climate where freezing weather didn't exist. The only reason we can survive these cold climates are fire, clothing, and housing. It could be said that frost and ice are the enemies of life, except for those relatively few species that have evolved to adapt to freezing temperatures during this current ice age. It's extremely likely that warmer temperatures than today's would be far better than a cooler one. He said, indeed, cold weather is more likely to cause deaths than warmer weather. Real Clear Science reported that from 1999 to 2010, a total of 4,563 individuals died from heat, but 7,778 individuals died from the cold. Only in 2006 did heat-related deaths outnumber cold deaths. In Britain, 24,000 people are projected to die this winter because they can't afford to pay their energy bills. Roughly 4.5 million British families are facing fuel poverty. The fact that we had both higher temperatures and an ice age at a time when CO2 emissions were 10 times higher than they are today fundamentally contradicts the certainty that human-caused CO2 emissions are the main cause of global warming. And here's a shocking story. I'm sure you'll all be surprised at this. GMO crops may cause major environmental risks, according to the USDA, who finally admits it. A new report published by the United States Department of Agriculture demonstrates that the vast majority of corn and soybean crops grown in America are genetically engineered variants made to withstand certain conditions and chemicals. But while GMO seeds have been sown on U.S. soil for 15 years now, 
The latest USDA report reveals that Americans still have concerns about consuming custom-made, laboratory-created products. The report was released by the USDA Economic Research Service, published on their website on February 20th. And though the paper takes into consideration the trends that have shaped how scientists and agriculturists have approached genetically modified organisms since they were first introduced in the U.S. a decade and a half ago, the consensus seems to be that no one is certain just yet about what toll the surge in GMOs will truly have. Between 1984 and 2002, the study's authors wrote, the number of GMO varieties approved by the USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service grew exponentially. Today, GM crops are found in most of America's biggest farms, and scientists have in the last several years discovered groundbreaking ways to make situation-specific seeds that have traits more desirable than traditional crops. Now get this. As of September of 2013, about 7,800 releases were approved for GE corn, genetically engineered corn, more than 2,200 for genetically engineered soybeans, more than 1,100 for genetically engineered cotton, and about 900 for genetically engineered potatoes. And this was affirmed by the USDA. Just last year, the agency added GMO crops were planted on about 169 million acres of land in the U.S., or about half of all farmland from coast to coast. Around 93% of all soybean crops planted in the U.S. last year involved GMO, herbicide-tolerant variants. HT crops are able to tolerate certain highly affected herbicides, like uh, glasophate, allowing adopters of these variants to control pervasive seeds more efficiently. And those weed killers are dumped into more and more fields containing HT crops. However, USDA experts say it could have a major, as yet uncertain, impact on the environment. I think we already knew that, didn't we? Well, the IRS is warning, Obamacare tax must be paid with your tax return. Americans for Tax Reform put out a story that says agency employees Orwellian terms shared responsibility payments to describe Obamacare's individual mandate tax. President Obama's Internal Revenue Service today quietly released a series of Obamacare health care tips warning Americans they must obtain qualifying health insurance as defined by the federal government, or face a shared responsibility payment when filing their tax return in 2015. Now, the term shared responsibility payment refers to the Obamacare individual mandate tax, one of at least seven tax hikes in the health care law that directly hits families making less than $250,000 a year. In four tax facts about the health care law for individuals, the agency writes this. Your 2014 tax return will ask if you had insurance coverage or qualified for an exemption. And if not, you may owe a shared responsibility payment when you file in 2015. If the individual shared responsibility payment, an overview, the agency warns Americans they must prove they were covered each and every month of the year. 
for any month in 2014 that you or any of your dependents didn't maintain coverage and don't qualify for an exemption, you'll need to make an individual shared responsibility payment with your 2014 tax return filed in 2015. The IRS reminds individuals of health care choices for 2014. The agency details the calculations Americans look forward to if they're liable for their taxes. Now here's one out of The Guardian. Eric Holder is telling state attorney generals that they are not obligated to defend gay marriage bans. And here's what The Guardian's reporting. Attorney General Eric Holder said Monday that state attorney generals who believe the laws in their states banning same-sex marriage are discriminatory are not obligated to defend them. For example, he cited the 1954 Brown versus Board of Education case that led to the public school integration. Holder said an attorney general should apply the highest level of scrutiny before reaching a decision on whether to defend laws that touch on core constitutional issues like equal protection. He said the decision should never be political or based on policy objections. Engaging in the process and making the determination is something that's appropriate for an attorney general to do, Holder told the Times. Holder was scheduled to address the winter meeting of the National Association of Attorney Generals on Tuesday. Republicans have criticized the attorney general, saying that the Times reported that Holder was careful not to encourage state attorneys to disavow their own laws. Well, as most of you know, I'm broadcasting from the state of Oregon. We have a constitutional amendment that bans gay marriage. Now, our Attorney General has chosen to not defend that constitutional amendment. Should our elected officials ignore the will of the people and a constitutional ban and not defend what the people have chosen? Here's another one from the Washington Post. The Supreme Court to consider EPA's authority to regulate greenhouse gases. The Supreme Court's first big battle over climate change was initiated by states of environmentalists charging that the Environmental Protection Agency under George W. Bush had the duty to regulate greenhouse gases. The sequel is the opposite. Different states and industrialists are charging that the EPA under President Obama has run amok with the power that the court gave it in that first case in 2007. The new case which will be heard Monday, has all the markings of a showdown. The court has consolidated a host of challenges. Just listing all of the parties takes eight pages in one brief. An extra 30 minutes has been scheduled for justices to examine the innards of the Clean Air Act, which has been described as one of the most complicated pieces of legislation on the planet. The stakes are described in apocalyptic terms. One conservative coalition warns the Obama administration is attempting perhaps the most audacious seizure of pure legislative power since President Harry S. Truman tried to commandeer the steel mills during the Korean War. Environmentalists say the objecting states and business groups are trying to undo decades of EPA practices. Well, we'll see how that one turns out. Now, if you're thin-skinned or... Um, if you uh, want to say, really? You're going to love this one. Bestiality. Now making U.S. headlines, 
but it's not always legal. Well, what do you mean, not always legal? Well, bestiality is an abomination, but would you believe that it's legal in some parts of the United States and in some parts of the world? The rise of bestiality in America and around the world is certainly troublesome. Believe it or not, bestiality cases are all over the news. A flood of stories have emerged in just the past few weeks alone. What in the world is going on? According to the charges filed last Wednesday in Tippecanoe Superior Court 5 in Lafayette, Indiana, a man was caught on home video engaging in sexual acts with a dog. The 52-year-old David Arnold faces two Class D felony counts in connection with the abominable bestiality. This according to jconline.com. Meanwhile, James Lee Lyons, 53, was just sentenced to eight years in prison for sexually abusing dogs. He was arrested twice on bestiality charges. He was convicted in 1998 of an attempted sexual battery on a child and a sexual act with a child while in a familial role. It's too bad for Arnold and Lyons that they don't get busted for bestiality in Alabama, where having sex with animals remains legal. The Alabama Senate is just now addressing bestiality, voting to make it a crime, but at least for now, it remains legal. All I can say is, really? Well, what about around the world? Bestiality is illegal in Canada. But that's not stopping men from having sex with their four-legged friends. Anthony Volgeman, a 30-year-old volunteer with the Canadian Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, pled guilty to charges on bestiality and corrupting morals. WebPro News reports that Vogelman was found to have performed sexual acts with dogs under his care during his time as a dog walker between January and September of 2013. He also posted pictures of his acts online, which resulted in the corrupting morals charge. Now, this abomination of bestiality is absolutely legal in Denmark. There's actually legal animal brothels in that nation. Danish animal owners advertise openly that they offer sex with animals without intervention from police or other authorities. Animals involved reportedly have been years of experience, and they actually crave the sexual stimulation, according to the Danish newspaper 24-timer. They say animal owners charge from the DKK to 500 to 1,000, which equals uh, 85 to 170 U.S. dollars. International Business Times reports pornographic movies involving the act of bestiality are widely available on the Internet, especially because production and sale of such materials are legal in countries like Denmark. Now, if you skip over to England, and bestiality is illegal nevertheless, Paul Lovell, 61, found guilty of engaging in bestiality with farm animals, cows and sheep to be specific. As disgusting as this is, apparently some people find it acceptable and others find it amusing. Snickering could be heard during the trial of Paul Lovell, who allegedly tried to have sex with a sheep near the Premier League side state-of-the-art facility in Enfield, North London on September 4th, 
according to the Metro News. Well, you've been informed. I am your host, W. Dean Shook. Thank you, everyone, for being here. I appreciate each and every one of you. See you on our next update. You can get these full stories and more at WDeanShook.com. That's WDeanShook.com.